And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, I'll corner my layer While we out here Say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside, huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man I, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. 88. And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counterparts On how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man All right, what is going on, guys? What is going on? Check it out, bro. See it? <laughs> uh huh. Hey, shit's heat, bro. That shirt goes crazy, bro. It felt so weird putting on a Bullet Club shirt again. I like looked oh, I at bet. the little patch on the side. I was like, oh shit, it's been a while <laughs> since I wore one of these, man. Fuck. That shit um, goes crazy. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think I have one now. I don't think they all well. I don't think they fit me anymore, so 
insane. That's crazy. Yeah, I think all all of them are retired. But I will be pulling them all out to uh, update that picture, the picture I took of my collection. Remember oh, that? nice, bro. Yeah. Nice. But uh, uh, yeah, man, got it. Today. I would definitely save those shirts though, because one day you might want to put them up. Bro, oh yeah, I, they're they're um they're not in my closet anymore, but I have them in a box. Um, Hell, I have yeah. them in a box, and I I, I think that. I never thought about that. That's that's a really good idea. One day, like just, just a roll. Yeah, bro. Because I got Firing Squad, Chicago, Switchblade, Bucks, Cody, Kenny, um, and now Adam Cole. So and Marty. Oh, and Marty. And Hangman. Did I know? I don't know I if you want to put the Hangman. Hangman. I mean, uh, I don't know if you want to put the Marty one up, but. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Marty that. had some sick Bullet Club shirts, bro. It's the ones with the shit, the ones bro. with the fingers all broken on it. That shit was sick, man. That shit was sick. Um. Well. Uh, yeah, so, I was gonna make a joke, I'll probably tell you that off camera. (laughs) I was thinking about a joke too, I couldn't say. Yeah, yeah, well, regardless, anyways, um, you could definitely, anyway, alright, we're gonna talk about, um, alright, we're gonna go into this intro first, man. What is going on, guys? We are back with, yet again, another edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast, man, and on this episode of the show, man, we got another episode of news for you guys, man, and... Yeah, man, this is episode one oh nine, one oh nine, man, wild, bro, wild, bro. We got, we got Durante in the chat. I see you here, man. Um, what's going on, bro? What's up, How's man? it going? How's it going? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, but yes, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how this show works, man. Every Monday we're on here with Notorious Unscripted, and every Friday we are on here with the news. Speaking of this past Monday's edition of Notorious Unscripted, does the presentation? match the delivery of the judgment day yes way too many thes in that title and that is because wwe decided to name the group the judgment day i don't know why you couldn't just call them judgment day that is not my name for the faction uh the true name of that group is the mountain of omnipotence bruh that just sounds way fucking better than the judgment day that just sounds so corny to me man but i like i love i edge was saying that so much bro i thought i really thought that was going to be the name of the group and i'm kind of upset that it's not but um but man copeland yeah (laughs) durante says just say the joke ah i don't know man that was a little too (laughs) wild bro you know, you know just just bro. just in case just in case we end up blowing up in a couple years man um just in case we end up blowing up in a couple years you know how these internet trolls like to work man they'll come back to episode 109 and find that god-awful marty scroll joke i was about to make and sir k was about to make as well i'm sure we were in the same ballpark but um uh yeah yeah just in case man just in case um I don't know, man. I don't know. But regardless, <laughs> regardless, if you guys did miss that uh, Notorious Unscripted episode 90, does the presentation match the delivery of the Judgment Day? <laughs> you guys can now watch that on all platforms, man. Um, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Oh, and, and if you want to <laughs> see it first, and if you want to see it first, you join us right here at 10 o'clock. Uh, right after Monday Night Raw on Mondays, man. And 
Yeah, man, if it's also your first time watching, you guys do not know, actually, before I get into that, man, if you guys did not get a chance yet to get your hands on the official merchandise for the Notorious Seals podcast, um, on the left, you got the base logo shirt, and on the right, you have the Riddler-inspired, the best-kept secret to the IWC. Um, you guys can now get those on bonfire.com. You're going to find those in the link uh in the description of this video and you can now find those in the link on my link tree on also on all social medias including twitter because i got it back uh tuesday yes. morning i got my twitter back so very God very damn. nice it was so weird not being able to like interact with you guys during raw it was just so weird i would i would go to just click to on twitter know. and then just see the your account is locked and i was like <sighs> okay and then um yeah, man. So I did get my Twitter back. So uh, yeah, man. There you have it. So you can find that in the link tree. Uh, get your merch, man. You should see me sporting that shit uh, in a couple weeks. Within a couple weeks, or however long it takes them to ship it to me. Uh, but yeah, man. I'm super excited for it. And uh, yeah, so. Absolutely, bro. And with that, this is your first time watching. You guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. Just chilling out, man. Just just been chilling, man. I've been pretty good, man. Just fucking hanging out, man. Uh, yeah, man. And the round tape, of course, always asks. Um, how, how am I? I'm family. I'm great, man. Family's great. Uh, what about you, Durante, and everyone in chat? And what about you, bro? How have you been? Yeah, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my chat is currently being weird. It's not refreshing. Let me... Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Hmm. Give us a quick refresh. Yeah, like, it's staying at the top of the chat, and it's not letting me go down, even though I know there's stuff below it. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, it's weird. weird. Look at it, man. All right. All right, there we are. Okay. Yeah, seri seriously, bro. <laughs> I won't tell. <laughs> bro. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe if we ever meet in person, bro. Maybe if we ever meet in person, or if we ever run into each other at one of these shows, we'll tell you the joke. But, um, <laughs> but uh, regardless, regardless, man. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, fair warning in a couple minutes i don't know how many minutes it could be half an hour it could be an hour if you guys hear a lot of noise got some family over so they're not here now but uh if at any point they they come back um it, it might it might be a little noisy so you know if things would fucking move along i can hurry up and get my uh new mic but you know you know people uh people like to work slow but regardless um regardless uh yes yeah, so Fair warning, uh, I'll try to do my best to keep that shit down, but uh, yeah, it's just fair warning. If you guys hear, like, you hear noises now, my dogs want to fight right outside of my door. Coincidentally, at 4 o'clock, you, you know. Not now, I just, didn't hear it beforehand, though. You know, just how things are uh, as I'm talking about Dude. the topic. Always, as, bro. As Always talking, at... Jesus Christ. Um, Always at 4 on Fridays and 10 on Saturday, on Mondays. Oh, Never yeah. Fail. Yep, yep. At no other time, at no other time in the day, does this no, literally. does this rhetoric happen? Except for Dead when quiet. we go on. Except for when we go on. But 
regardless. Yes, I'm good, man. Uh, but uh, yes, I'm good, bro. Just trying to enjoy, trying to enjoy uh, just the weekend and stuff like that. Time with family and stuff like that. But yeah, enjoying enjoying time with you guys as well, man. So um, nice. Yeah. Uh, yes, as Durante asked, man, I'm good. I'm good as always, man. How about you? He says he's great in the chat, so that's awesome to hear, bro. But yeah, how's everybody else doing in the chat as well, man? And um, yeah, man. Yeah, Durante says, what the fuck is a judgment day? I'll tell you what it should be. It should be the name of a pay-per-view. Because the pay-per-view names we get now are called WrestleMania Backlash and Stomping Grounds. And what are the other names? (sighs) Yeah. Judgment (laughs) Day. Jesus. Judgment Day should be the name of a pay-per-view. But instead, WWE put a the in front of it and gave it to Edge. Um, Even though the group should have been called the Mountain of Omnipotence, bruh. I, I do not understand. I don't. I don't understand it, bruh. Yeah, I but really don't. Here we are. Um, WrestleMania backlash. Let's talk about this for a hot five oh. minutes. Um, uh, I watched the show. Nice. Um, it was good. It was good. Um, for a WWE show, when you go into this stuff, especially you know, like us, to where. You know, me and you, I mean, you, you've been watching this since 2016, and that's around the time I got back into it, too. So we have, we mm-hmm. essentially, as you got into wrestling, I got back into wrestling. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys know this. You, for most of you guys that are here, like, every single week, you guys know uh, for about, like, a year and a half, two years, I wasn't watching um, just because I, I grew up with it, so... Um, I miss, I missed that like authority and Seth Rollins era. Um, I missed that era, but it looks like nothing really came out of that era. Uh, anyway, <laughs> other than Seth Rollins just being a good heel and the heist of the century and stuff like that. Obviously I have gone back and watched most of the stuff by now, but, uh, in terms of watching the stuff live, I wasn't really there for it. So, you know, getting back into this stuff at you know, 2016-ish, early 2016-ish, um, uh, probably about mid-2016 for you. Mm-hmm. you. You go into this stuff like, oh, this is going to be a dope show, and then you just get, you know, you get your heart broken time and time again. And by 2022, said. you go into these, these things with very low expectations. Exactly. Uh, You're just watching just to know what happens. Exactly, man. So... When you watch this show going into it with low expectations, uh, when you look at it from that perspective, man, it was a damn good show. It was very good. It was a fun show, uh, good action, uh, good wrestling all night, except for Omo and Bobby Lashley, in my opinion, and uh, Riddick Moss um, and uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah, yeah, I just butchered both their names, but I prefer to call them by those names anyway. Regardless... (laughs) Yes, um, except for those two matches, the show really didn't do nothing for me. But in terms of the matches that um, that were good, which was pretty much everything else, uh, they were fun matches. It was it was it was a it was a decent night of wrestling, man. Um, yeah, so guess nice. we could start this off with the show opener: Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Dude, why did I change his name to that? What does that do for anybody? This match went 
And you're going to notice a theme here. And this is why WWE mm -hmm. should do things like this a lot more. And I'm very happy that they did do something like this. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Cody Rhodes defeats Seth Rollins in a roll well, by way of roll up in 20 minutes and 45 wow. seconds. Time yeah, is okay. given. Time wow, is they got given. A 20 minute match on pay per view. How fucking unbelievable! In WWE That's world, man, that is damn near unheard of. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, this match was decent. Um, oh, not decent. This match was uh, very good, I thought. Uh, these two always give fantastic bangers of matches, man. They gave, a, they gave us a great match at Mania. Uh, they gave us a great match here at uh, Backlash. And, yeah, Cody Rhodes picks up the win by way of roll-up. Um, if they were... I don't know if they were trying to keep Seth strong by rolling him up but you're already not really keeping him strong by having him lose twice in a row on pay-per-view so you kind of put yourself in a tough situation here but i'm sure i'm sure seth will be just fine he's kind of one of those guys that is uh bulletproof almost he's kind of unburyable because everybody knows how good he is kind of like an aj styles as to where they treat they can treat him very poorly and do god awful with him but in terms of mm -hmm. him being buried that can't really happen uh, because no. everybody everybody just knows. Everybody's well aware how, how good he is. And everybody knows how good Seth is, man. But regardless, these two put on a very good match uh, yet again here on Backlash, man. And, the, yeah, Cody oh, Rhodes yeah. wins by way of roll-up in 20 minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah, man, kind of shocking that Cody got the win. I thought it was going to be the normal WWE route of one person Seth in the first wins. match. Yeah, even and out the wins, and then one person wins, but they didn't, which is nice. It's refreshing. Uh, it's gonna stop be refreshing once they're done with the Cody Rhodes honeymoon phase, but yeah, it's gonna come up one day, man. But good for Cody. He got he's got his good match again, man. Got a great match of pay per view. We started the show, which was one of the better spots. So good for Cody, and uh, good for Seth, man. And they had a, they had a pretty good match. I liked it. Yes. Next, Omas versus Bobby Lashley. Omas wins by just uh, Bobby Lashley being distracted by MVP. We all knew this was gonna happen, man. Um, yeah, Omas wins, and I learned this actually. This was the first time Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley, took a pinfall. A pinfall loss in seven months to Omas. Omas, bro. Good eh. lord. What a waste. This no, match no, no, no. lasted eight minutes and 50 seconds. WWE did a good job at giving the things that nobody cared about less time. Um, yeah. Uh, which is a good thing out of this show, man, but... I mean, it's good. It's a good thing that Omas didn't get that much time. But on the other side of the coin, Bobby Lashley was given eight minutes and forty-five seconds on pay-per-view in a loss to Omo. So, um, yeah. So that was that was that man. That was that. Nothing special at all. I don't know no. what they see in Omas. I don't know what the end goal is here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even think they know. They never know. No. As a matter of fact. So you know they don't know. 
oh yeah, no idea, no idea from the Fed. But uh, yeah, so Bobby Lashley loses here to Omos, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was that. Um, Edge versus AJ Styles. Mm. <sighs> Edge versus AJ Styles, man. This match lasted 16 minutes and 25 seconds. What a concept when you don't mm-hmm. have 10 matches on pay-per-view and you They're want it to be minutes. a three-and-a-half-hour show or a four-hour show. Um, see, when AEW does stuff like that, it is it is what it is because they go on four times a year. Exactly. As to where WWE goes on once, once a month. More. So, uh, well, in July, twice a month. These people, uh huh. No, I think that's the only time they go twice a month. What's that? Twice a month. That's the only time they go twice a month. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, January this year, and that might be annual too, for WWE Day One. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what. Fourteen pay per views in a year in its current schedule. Um, Good lord. It might be 13, because they don't do um, a December show anymore. Oh, yeah, because it's... Yeah, I I get you. 13, but it's still fucking nine more pay-per-views than AEW every year. God. Fucking 13 pay-per-views. Jesus, man. I'm I'm sorry. Premium live events. 13 premium live events. My bad. Right. Yeah, I forgot. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Edge versus AJ Styles. A lot of nitpicking uh, towards towards the end of the match. I thought the match was okay. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought it was pretty good. A lot better than the Romania match. The Romania match couldn't get out of first gear. But the shenanigans towards <sighs> the end of the match really uh, bothered me a little bit. Um... So Damian Priest is barred from ringside, right? AJ Styles, I believe he was on the top rope or he was about to do the springboard and the camera pans to Damian Priest standing at the fucking entranceway. And he's pointing at the ringside area saying, I'm not ringside. So Finn Balor comes out, hits Damian Priest, pushes him over into the ringside area. Damian Priest is now ringside. Whether Finn Balor is beating his ass or not, isn't he not supposed to be at ringside? So right there, AJ Styles should have won. Yep. Uh, by disqualification, because whether Finn hit him or not, you know what I mean? Uh, he stepped over the line. He's Literally. ringside. He's ringside for the match. And then... While AJ Styles is, uh, uh, I believe he was still about to do his springboard, there's an ominous figure on the outside of the ring. (laughs) And this person is wearing pants that clearly say, this is my brutality, and they have chains hanging from them. And this ominous figure has her face covered, or their face covered, whoever this ominous figure may be. But that's what they say. They say, who is this ominous figure? 
like it's a fucking Grim Reaper or something. <laughs> it's obviously and Ray Ripley with the fucking towel on her head. You can look. You can literally look at her pants, and they have. You know how her pants have the little have her little. Um, it's like her face, yeah. and above her face, it says, "This is my brutality." Literally, bro. You can see that shit. Who else? Who's gonna be Elias? Like, come on, bro. So, so, Rhea Ripley, so Rhea Ripley, um, she distracts AJ enough, uh, to where Edge can get him in a cross face and AJ Styles passed out, so Edge won by way of submission, while, uh, and while Finn Balor was beating up on Damian Priest all the way to the backstage area, the ominous figure gets in the ring, kneels to Edge. Edge kneels with her. Well, she, Edge was already kneeling. She kneels to him. He stands up, does this. She rises up, as he says, takes off the mask, and it's Rhea Ripley as the newest member of the Judgment Day. Oh, God, so shocking. Very shocking. Definitely would not have expected it to be her. Uh, no. Especially considering... Her pants said this is my brutality so definitely did not think it was Rhea Ripley in this situation but it was it was and Rhea Ripley uh, is the newest member of the Judgment Day so the match was good man but towards the end uh, the outside interferences and just uh, there was just so much going on I don't see why Damian Priest had to come out and do that I don't understand why you couldn't just do the same thing you did at Mania and have this time Rhea Ripley be the one to distract AJ. I mean, yeah. she did do that, but I, I thought you could have not had. Weird. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think you could have because Damian Priest coming out to the ringside area was enough of a distraction anyway. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And so, mm -hmm. if if you're gonna make it try to look mysterious, like who who is that person? How about you don't have Damian Priest come out to ringside? You have this mysterious person. Rhea Ripley, who's not wearing her ring pants, by the way, that gives it away, and they could try to set it up as, is that Damian Priest? He's banned from ringside. It can't be. And then, if you want to go that mysterious person route, you can't go the mysterious person route and have the only person, other person that could be right there, and have her pants reveal who she is. Exactly. Come on, exactly. bro. Come on. It's like when people, like that picture of Shaq, where he's fucking standing behind the goddamn light post. And you see his whole body, like bro, that's literally like what she was doing. Like we know it's you, <laughs> bro. Yeah. It just, it just, man. It makes no and you could have had, you could have had a stupid ass moment there where Byron goes, "It's Damian Priest. It's Damian Priest." From He's not supposed to be out here in the in the match right now. And then have the other two be like. <laughs> You fucking what? idiot! That's clearly not Damian Priest. Like, but um, <laughs> what do I know, right? What do I know, man? What happened to the days of commentators having uh, uh, genuine funny moments like that? Now yeah, you get them, but they're unintentional. Like, WWE thinks that children generally like love Byron Saxon because he's just such a sweet-hearted man on Probably commentary. Really they think these children are like, man, Byron's Byron's genuinely one of the best souls uh, ever. You know they think I mean? he, they're 
they, they think they're looking up to Byron like people look up to Captain America, bro. Like, he's just face of goodness. Like, bro, what? <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> it's hilarious, bro. Man. I love Byron. All of so Byron, bro, his, co his commentary is so ass, it's good, bro. It's so it's... hilarious. He fucking put so much fake emotion in it. It's oh hilarious. my god, it's it is the oh. fakest of emotion, bro. It what is it. Talking about? <laughs> oh come on, man. This is right. This is numbers advantage, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, they're supposed to be doing this. <laughs> I forgot what it was on Raw this god. one day, but I remember just when I was watching it. I, it, it was right after some fucking segment where someone, some heel, did something. And commentary's talking about something. And you can see Byron just right next to him just <laughs> shaking his head off. Oh, I love when he his... does that, bro. I fucking love when he does that. <laughs> like, bro, what? <laughs> like, bro, why are bro, you so fucking upset about this shit, bro? You better get paid out the ass for acting like that, bro. You better. <sighs> My God. Um, Next... Ronda Rousey defeats Charlotte Flair in uh, 16 minutes and 35 seconds in an I Quit match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. These two put on a very enjoyable I Quit match, man. Uh, we don't get them a lot, and I keep it that way because I love Good. an I Quit match, and um, I, I love I love an I Quit match. I would have loved to see an I Quit match between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, and they were going to oh, do wish. one, but... Uh, or no, sorry, that was Last Man Standing they were going to do, but it yeah. got moved. That street fight that we seen, I would much rather have replaced that for an I Quit match. Knife. But, but um, Ciampa, Tommaso, Tommaso Ciampa won that match. So you, you mm, I probably wouldn't have put it there, actually, because you can't have Johnny Gargano say I quit. Maybe the yeah, first but... match... Because didn't Tommaso Ciampa tap out anyway? Oh, thank you. Yeah, he still tapped out. So, so he... uh, that match and uh, TakeOver... What? TakeOver New Orleans? Right? Yeah, yeah, 2018. Yep, TakeOver New Orleans. I would have loved to see... Um, I would have loved to see an I Quit match. Oh, between those two, uh, because Champo was gonna lose anyway, so I mean that would have been really cool, and people that would have been that would have been a sick fucking moment. Johnny Gargano pulling the knee brace and the mm -hmm. STF bro on his neck, and then I mean, yeah, that that would have went hard, bro. That would have went hard. Um, but yeah, man. So uh, we get an I Quit match here, and like I said, WWE doesn't give us these often, and uh, like I said, I'm okay with that. I'd rather them keep it that way because we never get we never get an I Quit match, but whenever we get them, they are pretty enjoyable. And this one was pretty enjoyable, man. Um, <clears throat> Ronda and Charlotte just—it's not that they can't have a good regular match because we've seen it before. At Survivor Series 2019, we've seen a killer match between those two. Or 2018, uh, when, mm -hmm. you know, Becky broke her face. Um, it's not that these two can't have a good match, but this is the embodiment of two women that are only good when they want to be. Oh, 100%. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, these two can have a kick-ass match, bro. Like, we've seen it before. But it just seems like ever since Ronda's been back, her her heart's not in it like it was her no. first run. Like she's she's not just, trying anymore. She gave yeah. up. 
Yeah, she did, man. And then Charlotte, Charlotte's been coasting for like the past three years, to be honest, bruh. Oh, genuinely. She does not give a shit anymore. Ever since the company. emergence of Becky Lynch, and it's like now that she knows that WWE cares about Becky more than they do her, it's like she just like almost like just, gave yeah. up on this company, bruh. Yeah. She's got her goals of poppy now, and that's really what she sees in her future. And you would tell, by the way. She, I remember in her interview before, she said, "No one will remember her heel run," and she she understands why. She don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> the fuck. Yeah, man. But the ending was kind of cringy. Uh. Charlotte wished her a happy Mother's Day, and Rhonda uh, channeled her inner Byron Saxon and just got like fucking just fucking pissed. Um, and she just goes inside. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is what she did. So she bring, so she just like just goes berserk, and um, Charlotte has this chair and. Um, well, she starts beating up on Charlotte. Charlotte grabs a chair, gets Rhonda down. She's walking up to Rhonda with a chair, super slow, and in perfect position for Charlotte to wish her a happy Mother's Day. And Rhonda grabs her arm, puts it through the chair, and puts her in the arm bar where she bends her arm like this, which is how your arm normally bends. And WWE makes it seem like she just fucking snapped her shit in the other direction. Literally. Um, so, she says, Charlotte, do you quit? You can hear her on the mic. Uh, and she goes, no, I don't quit. And Rhonda, in the cringiest fashion of all time, says, I was hoping you'd say that, bitch. And cranks back the arm bar, and Charlotte says, ah, I quit, and it's, like, <laughs> not fucking hurting at all. You can genuinely see her arm, like... You see, like, the elbow creases just moving. Yeah, like, if this is the arm of the chair, she's just bending it over it. Like, Literally dude, just... they, they don't hurt. Like, come on now. So, <laughs> bruh. Or she just thought she gave a fucking Captain America line with that shit. Or Tony Stark one-liner at the end of the fucking movie. Talking about... Wait, wait, what was the fucking... What did she say again? I don't I, quit. I was hoping you'd say that, Ugh. bitch. Bro, you're not, in the fucking, you're not in a Marvel movie. What the fuck are you talking about? Ugh. Cringy ass, bro. Ugh, Lord. God, I hate this company. Ugh. You couldn't can't... You, like... You, you could have just not said anything. Like, bro... You didn't even have to do all that, bro. Come on, now. Like, I bet. You just do that. You had to go Jesus. and say that cringy ass line. Horrible, horrible man. Keck says, "How does Charlotte feel pain? She's an android." Exactly, bro. That's how I know they lying. Exactly, bro. Exactly. The hydraulics in her arm just were moving. She ain't feel pain. Ah. <sighs> Next, Madcap Moss defeats Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin, in 8 minutes and 40 seconds via roll-up. This is the second roll-up we've got tonight on pay-per-view. Um, and another 8-minute match. They basically combined the first two matches into this. The, the fucking, not the worst part, but 
the two parts of the fucking two starting match. It just became this match. Eight yeah. minutes into a roll-up. Good yep. lord. Yeah, man. So, another roll-up here on this show. Madcap Moss wins here against Baron Corbin. And, um... Yeah, I certainly don't. And the main event was uh, the Bloodline defeating Drew McIntyre and RK Bro in 22 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, uh, this match was fun. Roman didn't really do much of anything in the match. He fought for a little bit, came in at the end, speared Matt Riddle... Uh, and that was it. Um, the match itself was fun, but I mean, the less and less we're getting of Roman is becoming a little irritating. I mean, even on yeah. pay-per-view, I mean, I could see you don't want him on SmackDown. Maybe don't you don't want him on Raw and SmackDown out of the week because you don't want to overexpose him. Which I get it. I always say this. They're fucked either way. But I get it. I get both sides to it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, on pay-per-view, you know, you couldn't let him get in. Yeah. He came in at the end and speared Matt Riddle. And you know that was uh, backstage politics motivated. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know... I, we all remember the story. Uh, uh, we all remember the story about Matt Riddle having to write Roman Reigns that uh, apology letter because um, he offended him or something like that. He said that he wouldn't be where he was if Dwayne Johnson wasn't his cousin. And I was like, and you know, we all heard we all heard the stories about Randy Orton trying to help him write out an apology letter, and then Roman Reigns still denied the apology. So you know that was all involved with backstage politics and him having to get the pin on Matt Riddle. So, you know, I don't know, and I especially after what they announced, I feel like we were. I feel like we're gonna go over that last because that's that's the big one. That all this Roman Reigns news. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't you have Drew McIntyre pin one of the Usos? You know what I mean? Uh, Because after they did what they did. Why is Drew McIntyre getting a title match? Exactly. How is he going to earn it? He lost to the group he's trying for to face. You know what I mean? It, it, it makes no fucking sense. They're just going to have him do two random SmackDown matches, if that, and get a title match. Gex says, what's up, guys? How you both been? I've been good, man. I've been good, bro. Ooh. How about yourself, man? Thank you for stopping by, as always, bro. Really Hell yeah, man. It. Thank you. Um, I don't know, man, but that was WrestleMania Backlash. Um, uh, like I said, uh, pretty fun show. The whole Roman Reigns thing, not really wrestling on a pay-per-view. I mean, your pay-per-view should be the exception. The one time a month, this dude just goes balls to the walls and just gives you a great match, and he hasn't done Amazing. it since Seth at the Royal Rumble. Um, yep. And before that... He hadn't done it since Cesaro, which was at Backlash last year. Good lord. <sighs> Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, man, so yes, the bloodline. Um the the bloodline uh pick up the victory here in the main event of Backlash, man. And that was WrestleMania Backlash. And speaking of Backlash, man, one woman we talked about 
was Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair looks like she's going to be out of action indefinitely. When do you guys hear this? Breaking. As announced on WWE The Bump. Immediately, this is not true. And we're going to go into this. Um, due to Charlotte, due to the injury suffered during the I Quit match, Charlotte Flair is out of action indefinitely. Good Lord. Now, what really happened? What really happened? Charlotte Flair will be taking a hiatus from WWE for a while. This is because Charlotte Flair will be tying the knot with Poppy, I mean Andrade El Idolo, and we'll have to see when we, when she will be back on WWE television. Do not believe anything The Bump says. Uh, I would love to watch that episode just to see how overdramatic they try to play this up because they, they always do that, man. Oh, I, bro. All After these... their skull fracture, he's going to be out. Definitely. Uh, we, we, we don't know when we'll see him again. Like, bro, what? Oh, fucking hell, acting like he's fucking in the hospital in the ICU. What? In the ICU, bro? This shit don't make sense. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. But it looks like Charlotte will be taking some time off TV to tie the knot with Andrade El Idolo or Poppy. Or, Dude, I'm dreading that fucking wedding post that she makes. Good oh, Lord. man. I'm waiting on it, bro. That's just about It'll be like eat. three... <laughs> It'll be like three paragraphs in just Spanish that she had fucking Andrade write up for her. Good <laughs> Lord. I feel bad for that man sometimes. She typed all that shit into... Uh, she Google typed Translate. all that shit into Google Translate and just pasted <laughs> it. Oh, good lord, Charlotte. The wedding's probably going to be so cringy. They're probably going to have, like, a mariachi, mariachi band. band. <laughs> you know it, bro. You fucking know it. Yeah, bro. But, regardless, I'm happy for them, man. And I hope they enjoy their time at their wedding. And, uh, hopefully, seems like Charlotte Flair has not been enjoying her time on WWE TV as of late. So, I hope that she can, uh, I hope that she can, uh, get a move on. Um, and, uh, you know, find her happiness again, man, as, as God, as God awful as she is, as God awful as she is on WWE TV, man, still deserves to be happy, man, still a human being, so I hope she, uh, gets a break from her, uh, gets a break from her stuff, and gets to enjoy her time at her wedding, as well as Andrade, he needs a break from that fucking family office that he's running, that failing ass business, um, is not okay is not okay and uh yeah bro um yeah very uh very very bad man very bad both of these two are not really in a good place uh on on their respective television programs at the moment no not at all man yeah absolutely bro absolutely not uh not it yeah not at all not at all man um guess we can get this out of the way nobody really cares about this um let's see Lacey Evans I don't really watch Smackdown I'll peek at it so if there's anything we do need to talk about you know I you know watch it before unscripted because there is seriously nothing that happens on fucking Smackdown um same show for like the past year and a half so Regardless, Lacey Evans, who was uh, 
I guess he was operating as a baby face okay, on SmackDown. Yeah. Is now being moved to Raw. And we all seen that on Monday. I was like, wait, what? Isn't she on SmackDown? No, she's being moved to Raw. And she will be a heel on Raw. Which still doesn't make sense because that little promo package she did was like was baby super face. baby face. It's like makes no sense. I don't know how they're gonna turn that sad ass life story into being a heel. Like, what? She's gonna say the reason that all that happened is because the fans didn't support her. Oh, she's Lord. pissed about it. It was because of this city. <laughs> she still just transition generic WWE heel speak. This city sucks. That's literally all I ever say. Yeah. Your favorites yeah. suck. You guys are fickle. It's literally, they have like four different things they say to the audience that's, that makes them heels. And I just listed like three of them. You can't forget Bane's either. This city uh, smells. While he was wearing dude, a gas mask. People think he's going to go back to WWE. Literally, bro. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Learn a fucking gas mask to what this city smells. Vince McMahon wanted him to drive backwards and fucking on the freeway to act like a lunatic. Like, oh, good lord. The fuck? <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah, so. Um. Let me think. Oh. Uh, Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I, I could totally see the... Yeah, I don't know how they're going to move that into heel, man, but I could totally see them doing that because their babyface champion just so happens to need a heel to go up against. And I guarantee you, Lacey Evans is going to be one of the ones that we see over the summer if they are turning her heel, but they might have even switched a direction on that, man. I like they did. Or she's going to... Or she's going to... Do the thing where she's going to make fun of the audience because she got them to feel bad for her, even though she hates them. Compelling. Truly oh, compelling, so compelling, man. Um, it was really, not like we just predicted what's exactly going to happen. The scenarios. Come on, bro. Unbelievable. Lacey Evans moved to Raw with no explanation, and it looks like a possible heel turn is going to be uh, for her uh, very soon, man. So... Yeah, that's the stuff no one cares about. Um, let's see what's next. Kota Ibushi. Shit. Kota Ibushi plans to expose the toxic culture of New Japan Pro Wrestling. What does this mean for that company, and what does this mean for Forbidden Door? Nothing has been said up until this no. point. So this fan named uh, Kuma, at Golden Kuma on Twitter, oh so graciously translated all this stuff for us. Thank you, Cody Ibushi, <laughs> uh, he tweets out, 
Ibushi on unifying the IWGP heavyweight and IC title to become the inaugural IWGP world heavyweight champion. He says, I guess I was the right person for the role. It, it still doesn't make sense to me. It looks like I'm making excuses for saying it afterwards. So please let me get away with this. And a fan tweeted at him and said, "I'm worried that if you're ti I'm worried if you're tired." And this is a whole different string of tweets. And he yeah. uh, he responded to this fan and said, "My daily life is not tiring at all, but I just had to say it because while there are while the good parts are good, New Japan's culture of ha of having to let the bad things slide was so abnormal. I'm going to expose all of it." I think you'll know then. Shit. Man. Um, man, oh man. Interesting, man. I also seen he said he was ready to leave the company. Um, mm -hmm. He's ready to move on from the company. And I think if they play their cards right, you could do a really cool thing at Forbidden Door where, like, you have him, like, turn... On like a new Japan guy, yeah, and like help an AEW guy, and that could be his introduction to the company. But um, let's say the let's say the elite are undisputed elite or elite whatever form of it are outnumbered, and they need an extra guy, no better person, bro. Uh, he also tried to expose New Japan for rushing him back to the ring uh, mm -hmm. a lot sooner. I believe they want him back. My guess is they want him back for Forbidden Door. Um, I'm guessing. Because I'm sure there's there's something you could do there. But um, this is going to be interesting, man. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to, like, you know, blow up. And if he does go to AEW, I don't know what this means for AEW and New Japan's relationship. Um... I don't know what this means for bit for Forbidden Door. Nothing's really been exposed yet. So I mean other than them rushing him back to the ring, I believe Coda just said Coda just said right here he said um the New Japan's culture of having to let the bad things slide was so abnormal. So we don't really know what any of these bad things are, so you can't really fault Tony Khan for it at this point because we just don't know. Uh, also, mm -hmm. there's the aspect in wrestling of, is this a storyline? Probably not for this. No, uh, but there's always, so. as wrestling oh. fans, there's always that, that chance, especially with this these shows coming up. But for some, personally, for something like this, I don't really see this being some kind of storyline. But we don't really know what the bad things are other than him trying to rush, or them trying to rush Kota back to the ring. Um, uh, you know, I... You know, I I don't really think that makes them cancelable. Um, I mean, companies no. companies try to do stuff like that all the time. I mean, it, it happens. It happens in daily. It happens in daily life, bro. You're you're out. You're out with. I mean, countless countless people, countless people that I've encountered have been out for a really long time, and you know, they're not ready to come back to work, and you know, their job you, is like. You gotta come back. Exactly, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. When when I when I was out with, with COVID, they're like, mm -hmm. you, they always called me. You ready to come back? You ready to come back? You ready to come back? I'm like, dude, I feel like shit. 
I feel Literally. like shit still, man. Like it, you know, it, it, I mean, it happens. It happens everywhere. I don't, and even with that, it's, it's kind of all up to him, man. I mean, if he doesn't feel ready, if he doesn't feel ready, man, I mean, he, he's not ready. I mean, he, I mean, there's been countless wrestlers that refuse to go out because if you're not physically ready, ready to compete, that's a, that's a harm like, to everybody. You know, somebody exactly. can get hurt. What if you're, what if it's your arm and your first spot, you have to do a pile driver and your arm gives up mid pile driver. That puts everybody in danger. That's what the company's got to realize. Exactly. It's, it's not just a day. Like they're, they could be losing money because they want him on TV, but they'll, lose a whole lot more if they put him on TV when he physically cannot be on TV. Yep. Come on. It, it's, exactly. it's logic. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a company it's a company thing, bro. They all do it. I don't really think that... It's fucked up, but I don't think it makes no. them... I don't think no. that's cancel-worthy. No. Um, because, Man. like I said, man, companies try to do that stuff all the time, bro, or they bug you because they want you back, and all they think about is the business, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know... Uh, I mean, um, time off getting denied. You know what I mean? I mean, that's yeah. something we know very well very about. Well. You know what I mean? It's like you make plans for a certain day and all these people think about is themselves. Oh, no, we need you here. We need you here. No, the fuck you don't. You'll, you you, don't, you'll get through the day without me. Exactly. It's, but that that's not how these people think. That's not how these people think, but... I mean, it's a, a lot of companies do that kind of stuff, man. It does not mean it's right, but I don't think it makes them. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that makes them. Yeah, I don't think that makes them cancelable. I mean, Coda is a top star, so they are going to be a little more persistent. But like I said, man, if he's not ready, he ain't ready. He's like, yo, I'm not ready. I'm not fucking coming back. Um. Exactly. It's as simple as that. And yeah, man. Dude, the takes out here were fucking horrendous, bro. I saw this one dude. He said. People give WWE shit for working with Saudi Arabia, but New Japan literally works under the Yakuza, and that's okay? Biased. Bro. What? (laughs) Dude, I literally saw that tweet, and so many people are agreeing with it. I was like, good lord, are these people dumb? (sighs) Yep. (laughs) That's what I heard. The Yakuza. They're just as bad as an entire country, apparently. A fucking gang is is as bad as a as an entire country. Good lord. I... <laughs> so with that logic, with that logic, you, bro, what? So with that logic. You can't listen to Lil Durk because he's affiliated with OTF. You can't listen to Young Thug because YSL. They all they all go into prison. You can't listen to them. It makes you a terrible person. Or if you're just a normal ass person employed by these record companies, you're automatically a piece of shit too. Like what? People, these people make no. They act like fucking. How does that? Does that make sense? Make sense. Literally. Like, the WWE willingly works with Saudi Arabia to better their image. Saudi Arabia's image for money. That's why they call it blood money. Because they're making them look like better people when they're not for money. But with New Japan, it's just how they are. It's just 
that's just who funds them. That's how it is. Doesn't make sense, bruh. Doesn't make sense. They're not how you're advertising that the Yakuza saved lives and shit. Like, <laughs> what? Make sure you guys join the Yakuza, young people in Japan. How does... Bro, how does that make sense? Uh, that's, how, that's how I was thinking. They're I comparing a Japanese mob, the Yakuza, to an entire company or uh, country and just a government system that is horrible. And, like, uh, the movie The Interview. You know mm-hmm. how they fly James Franco and Seth Rogen to Korea to better the image of Kim Jong-un? That is literally yeah. what fucking Saudi Arabia does with WWE. That exactly. is literally... That is literally, like, down to a T, the same fucking thing that they do, man. God, bro. Literally, man. How does that make sense? A mob to... Yep. That's 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 the fucking WWE fans for you. Well, with that logic, is WWE right for promoting a mob gimmick or even a mob rivalry with yeah. the cartel in Legato and the mob, the Italian mob with fucking Tony D'Angelo? With that logic, is WWE right to promote that kind of stuff on their programming, guys? What do you guys think about that, man? I don't don't think so. WWE is funded by corrupt people. Does that mean they're bad, too? No, no way. (laughs) Dude, fucking WWE fans, bro. You gotta love them. You gotta love them. Their stupidity is amusing. When you told me that, I genuinely had to sit here for a minute and just make that make sense. You can't. New Japan is funded by the Yakuza, so they're just as bad as WWE for working with Saudi and Arabia. Is is that is that even actually proven? It's most likely, people say, because, I mean, the Yakuza basically, like, fund damn near everything in japan okay but um but like bruh that's how it is in america just they're just not the yakuza in america it's just this group or this fucking shitty group that's how the world works shit sucks evil people run the world been like that forever no matter what country you're in yeah because i remember i i remember hearing about that i remember hearing about that a couple years ago and i was like huh is that true but I, I never I never heard it I never heard it confirmed. But I mean, I mean yeah, I, like you said I mean if they if they fund most of things in J- Japan I mean I mean you can't. They funded um, what was mm-hmm. that fucking extreme one that uh fucking uh, Onita was in charge of? Oh um not all Japan that. uh yeah no. um, like I I know what you're talking about yeah it was in Dark Side of the Ring they yeah. they were the ones that were like funding them. And shit. Right, yeah, that's where I fucking heard it. Yes, yeah, and that—that's um, yeah, bro. Yep. Because there was that one dude that uh, ended his own life because he was scared of them because he owed him money. Yep, yep. Yes, bro. Yes, that's where I heard that. The dark side of the ring, bro. Dude. Exactly. I don't. I. I, I don't understand, man. I don't understand. Um. <sighs> Jesus Christ, man. Um. 
<laughs> it's amazing, bro. Stupidity is sometimes just amazing. So, get this. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if? So, you know, this 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 is a topic. This is a topic I, I hate getting into, but just to give you this parallel. Can you imagine if AEW had a Hall of Fame and inducted Donald Trump into it? Exactly, bro. Can you imagine you know the kind of shit that would be thrown at them? Oh, bro, they'd be done for. They'd have to back it up, bro. Doesn't make and fucking like, sense, man. Vince McMahon and the whole fucking uh, like business crew of WWE took pictures with them. Nothing happened. People didn't say a word about it. Come on, bro. Come on. Ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous. Let's compare the fucking Yakuza to... to... Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Dude, I genuinely don't say. even know what to say. Other I was than... looking at it just laughing. So... You tell me a fucking time when the Yakuza stood outside and uh, st stood outside the Tokyo Dome, uh, mm -hmm. surrounding surrounding the buildings with uh, with fucking guns and shit, holding all the New Japan fans and uh, fans and talent captive. Exactly. Uh, you know, holding them in 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 the Tokyo Dome, and not letting them leave. Can you ever tell me a time when, uh, you know, somebody disobeyed New Japan and then got fucking murked by, by the Yakuza? Bro, they literally, WWE hightails it the fuck out of there every time they go. Every, they run away. They and then, literally dip. And then the worst part is they put all the talent on, on the a commercial flight back. Literally, they put their normal talent. I'm just a normal ass plane out the country, and all the important ones fucking dip out, like right after showing a private jet. What? <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay though. People make no sense. Like you said, I, I genuinely, I genuinely have no words other than <laughs> what the fuck. You're comparing the yakuza to, bruh. Come on. I didn't see New no. Japan laying fucking people off in the middle of a pandemic. No. Come on now. Exactly. Either way Come you on. spin that, it's not right. WWE no. needed budget cuts. Okay, they couldn't wait till afterwards. It's not like they were bringing in money through the Thunderdome era anyway. Like, doesn't make sense, man. These people don't make sense. It's hilarious. The shit people pull out of their ass, man. It's just, I mean, like I said, man, the parallels between these two companies, bro. But, mind you, about a year ago, when WWE was going to have a partnership with New Japan, they were fucking oh, all over crazy. it, bro. They were oh, all... New Japan. Oh, it's my so God. much more money for New Japan to work with, a with WWE than AEW. That's money. I can't wait to see... Uh, G.O.D. versus the Usos. Like, bro, stop lying. McIntyre versus Naito. Roman versus Okada. Osprey versus Seth. 
but not keep that same energy now that you know that the fucking yakuza funds new japan keep that exactly. same energy bro i'm Come sure on, those bro. people knew it back then as well since they're so intelligent it's <laughs> hilarious man it really is jesus um god Speaking of someone who is not funded by the Yakuza, Claudio Cicero. Claudio Cicero. Yeah, I guess that's how it would be. Um, According to Fightful, Jesus, man. I'm going to be thinking about that for the next hour now. I'm going to be thinking about how the fuck that makes sense. That's my big thing, too. Like, Bro, like, dude, when AEW and New Japan announced Forbidden Door, all these idiots shit all over it. But mm -hmm. when WWE was going to partner with them, oh my god, they, what is AEW doing? They can only work with New Japan, or uh, Impact. They can only work with Impact. They can't land a deal with a big company in a different market. And then when Impact was looking to make a deal with the WWE, oh. WWE Street Impact way better than AEW ever did. Dude, they're so funny how much they jump uh, on and off the ships. What did uh, they do? Other than put Mickey James in like a five-minute spot in the Royal Rumble. Bro, I saw this hilarious tweet the other day. It was everything. It was like everything great that came out of the WWE and Impact partnership. And it was just like the Mickey James image. And then three fucking blank the white blank images. blank images. Too. Yeah, bro, I seen that. <laughs> I love that shit. Like, come on, bro. It's not. It's, it's. I love how much they change their mind about how they feel about certain things. You remember? You remember how good this year's Royal Rumble was supposed to be? Oh. It was supposed to have Moose, Moose. Kurt Angle, <laughs> Cody Rhodes. It was supposed to have fucking all these people in it, man. The Rock. The Rock was a rumored name at the time. Get a fucking grip, man. <laughs> Jesus. You have the TNA roster in that bitch, apparently. Oh, man. We might see Eddie Edwards. <laughs> oh, man. Got me there. <laughs> we might see, uh, the fuck was that dude named? PTO. Oh, bro. I would have shut that shit off. I was already, uh, bro. Bro, I was already, I, 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 bro, me and you were already looking like, what the fuck? Uh, but bro, I, I swear PTO to God, if oh, his bro, Frankenstein ass would have popped through that curtain, bro, oh my God, I, I would shut it off. I would shut it <laughs> off. Um, the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, so you know, couple couple years ago, when Triple H was starting his global localization, they wanted to do NXT Japan. Yeah. Let's let's go back even further, man. They wanted to do NXT Japan to counter program New Japan Pro Wrestling. WWE fans were all for it. New WWE has a bigger market in Japan than New Japan. Bullshit. Bro, you know man. these people grew up most likely their whole lives watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is the wrestling that they are used to. This is what they're. This is what they like, man. 
the, in, in no way, shape, or form were you going to ever counter-program New Japan in Japan. Dude, literally, those fans, they're hard to please, man. <laughs> they're hard to please, man. You, mm-hmm. think w, you think they're going to be fucking reeled in by WWE content? Dude, Triple H, he's, he's the GOAT. Even his content wouldn't do it for them. That's just how they're. This is how they were. They had no yeah. chance in new in Japan, bro. They had no chance. And so, if you look mm-hmm. on that map that Triple H had, where everywhere he wanted to have NXT go, Korea was highlighted. What, what were they trying to do in Korea, bro? The That's interview. What Literally. That's what the hell they were trying to do. That that they had Saudi deal. Something like that in mind already in North Korea, but then Saudi showed up and like, oh, well, we got our deal. <laughs> they Come had some in North Korea, bruh? Dude, I remember. I, I'm gonna pull that image up. I swear, North Korea is highlighted. Hold on, let me see. Uh, glow. On. Haven't they seen the dark side of the ring about that, bruh? It probably wasn't out yet, but Jesus. Oh, yeah. Global. All those wrestlers getting into fights with the fucking North Korean guards and stuff, bro. Like, what are you thinking? Take a look. Uh, global localization. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, there's the fucking map. Yeah. That's the location of Korea, right? Yeah, that's, that's the location. I'm almost positive. Let me look on a map, bro. Hold on. I gotta connect the dots. Korea images oh, map. There we go. Give me one second, guys. I don't want news. I don't care. In the words. Right. right in front of Japan. Yep, they're highlighted. <laughs> oh fuck, man. <laughs> They're part of the highlight, bruh. The hell, man. They wanted to do South America. Um, I think just Egypt in Africa. I think that's the only place that's highlighted. All of the Middle East. Fucking none of Russia. Shocker. Um, all the UK. I think that's what? Greenland? Or something? One of those? Yep. Mm-hmm. Good lord. And North Korea is one of the ones that are highlighted. <laughs> Go figure, bro. Go figure. Go fucking figure. Yeah, man. So, they, you know, they think they could take over New Japan in Japan. That doesn't happen. I think they ran a couple, like, live events out there, and they sold, like, shit. I remember they did they did something out there to go test the market, and it was atrocious. Oh, bro. Now we get to a couple years ago, 2020 or 2021-ish. Now there's a partnership gleaming between these two. Now New Japan is this goaded company who's got all this great talent and that they're all these dream matches and the possibilities are endless. WWE guys are tweeting at them. Tomatonga's like, yeah, fuck that. Uh, as he always is uh, when it comes to working with any company. All these other, I don't even, I, were the New Japan people even saying stuff back to them? The only interaction there was was when Will Ospreay and fucking Seth got in that beef. That was the only interaction. And they got into a legit beef. 
it wasn't even like, hey, we might have a match. It was no, I, I, you're, you're annoying as hell. I don't like you. That, that was what their interaction was. Yeah, that's when Seth was bugging, bro. Yeah, that was prime bugging ass Seth, bro. bro that was prime shit. That was not, dude. That ruined the hell out of his run, man. Dude, he, he doesn't do himself any favors. Trying to be the prideful WWE guy. That Come just on, sounds bro. horrible. Um, when he got over in the most non-prideful WWE way, bro. You can't make that switch and expect people to still fucking mark out over you. Now I brought you to the dance, bro. Exactly, bro. Same thing with Becky. Her being mm-hmm. fucking little Smeagol isn't fucking helping her, man. <laughs> no. It ain't, bro. Yeah, bro, but, um... Oh, yeah, I forgot Rampage is on now. Um, oh, yeah. Damn. All these weird start times. Yeah, bro, but, uh... But, you know, these shows that start at 4.30 are, you know, them losing ratings and this somehow means that CM Punk's return is a flop. Um, clearly these people aren't fucking watching the show. It's always their main conclusion about AEW now. No matter what is happening on TV, no matter how unrelated to Punk it is, look at these numbers. Look how much Punk. Yeah, it's like, why is it always on him? Like, bro, he wasn't even on Dynamite last week. Not the one we just seen, but last week when Hangman cut the promo and he wasn't there. Numbers were down a little bit and everybody's like, oh, his, his return's a flop. Like, he wasn't even on a fucking show. What the fuck? Fucking hey, bro. These WWE fans are hilarious. Literally, they New Japan rejected a deal with WWE. Now New Japan are terrible for being ran by the Yakuza. So, yeah. So, <laughs> that brings us to 2022. They announce Forbidden Door. And now all of a sudden we want to bring up the Yakuza stuff as if we did not already know that. And they only brought it up because the soul, soul was showed out. The show was sold out. Before it was sold out, it was, oh, this is such a niche fan base. They ain't selling out the United The show... Center. The show was so sold out they opened up seats behind the mm. stage that's how sold out it was Come unbelievable on, bro unfucking believable <laughs> these damn people how does that Ugh. make sense that's going to be it's a amazing. packed house get WWE without tarping off a single section of that arena have them you know lower their gigantuan stage and have them open up the seats behind the stage and try to sell out the United Center Guarantee oh, you they won't do it. Guarantee you, match, bro. Their fucking headline match would be fucking Roman and who who the hell would they have Roman face? Roman and Nakamura. Brock. Oh, good lord, Roman and Nakamura. McIntyre. <laughs> and their fucking side feuds would be god awful too. Ronda no, let's Rousey. Get, let's get twenty and... k deep in there to do uh to do um uh. KO and Elias. Yeah, I was going to say, let's get 20 deep in there to do Mad Cat versus Happy. Fucking oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Yeah, good luck. Good you luck with that. Funny, man. They genuinely are, bro. They genuinely fucking are. Um, yeah, man, I mean... I mean, my God, bro. So, yeah. Moral of the story, man. Now, all of a sudden... Like I said, is if we didn't know this information, now all of a sudden, New Japan is a horrible company because they're being ran by the Yakuza, 
and you know WWE I guess are some saints and oh, they're so you good. Know, yeah, and AEW AEW's working with this this company that's that's ran by the Yakuza man and you know like WWE's WWE's hands are clean with good partnerships oh, so man. They've never done anything wrong in all their years. No. No, not that I can recall. Never. No, never. Um yeah, man, I mean it, the just the the hypocrisy on these people. Uh, we're going to save that Cesaro story because I actually have something that goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about. The, um, where the hell was it? Okay. Thought I saved it. Guess I didn't. Damn. Hey, when this type of shit happens, I'll go back and look for something that's just not there. I'm like, fuck. Thought yeah. I saved it. Yeah, man. But, yeah, I mean, just the, the hypocrisy on these people, man. I, pick it's a side, really bro. Weird. Exactly. Uh, I can't wait to see who the next company WWE might work with up will hype up, and then when it doesn't happen, they'll hate them. Yeah. The companies are left. Uh,. C-Lion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way WWE fans are that stupid to hype up C-Lion. The older fans will. The 50-plus, the 45-plus will. But the younger ones still won't, which is, will be good to see. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, show sells out, man, and these people got nothing better to do than be uh, salty about it and, you know, go tweet out their displeasure for a company that they supposedly don't watch mm -hmm. interesting um aew uh speaking of these twenty thousand deep shows we will be attending one on june 26th in okay. 44 days okay. um aew will be returning to arthur ash stadium for aew dynamite grand slam shit's gonna be heat bro that's gonna be good hell yeah bro Hell yeah. AEW coming back to Arthur Ashe Stadium. They sold the hell out of that thing, man. Another thing these WWE fans were extremely salty about was um, AEW, AEW taking over that stadium and selling it out 20,000 deep. Mm -hmm. And they will be selling out another one that is 20,000 deep and another one that is actually sold out. Not a 20,000 seat arena that has about 3,000 to 5,000 seats um filled tarped and the off. other half is tarped off um yes uh yeah aew is going to be returning to arthur ash stadium tony khan did say like last year that that was going to be that uh that was going to be their home stadium for new york yeah and, uh yeah I'm, I'm excited man i'm excited i seen people Shit's clowning off. on tk because tk said that aew is bigger than wwe in the uk and people were clowning on him uh, didn't, the, the didn't a bunch of UK, um, uh, didn't a bunch of UK, uh, like, TV providers that provided Raw and SmackDown cancel those for Dynamite? Literally, bruh. Literally. I don't know, man. People make no sense. Know. They just love to hate AEW. Exactly. Just... WWE has its record in America, and that's all they look at is the American audience, but everywhere else... 
either at New Japan or whatever local or countrywide company runs that shit. Yes, bro. Absolutely. Come on, bro. So, yeah, man, AEW is going to return it, going to be returning to New York for another Grand Slam event, and I'm excited, bro. Last year's was a banger. A very good episode, man. A very good episode of AEW Dynamite, Ramp, uh, Dynamite um, and Rampage Grand Slam. And, yeah, I'm excited to see it again, yeah. bro. It should be pretty heat. Hopefully should we can see the likes of uh, Mr. Wyndham Rotunda on that That'd show. Dope. But, yeah, man. MJF mm-hmm. as champion by the time of that show or at that show in it. Mm. That could be possible. In New York. <clears throat> that would be New a York, perfect man. place for him to win it. <clears throat> yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, yes. Speaking of him, MJF. Let me pull up Mr. Sapp's tweet here. MJF. Here we go. According to Sean Ross Sapp, MJF remains frustrated with his contract situation and is leaning towards not re-signing with AEW as these things stand. Fightful Select has learned. <sighs> no. No. I don't believe it. What? What is he so upset about? And if, and if, it is a still about his contract and his money situation. He mocked Tony Khan on Dynamite when he was like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. He like clearly mocked Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. If all Tony Khan has to tell him is don't worry about it, I'm sure that means he's got you, bro. I'm sure exactly, that means bro. he's got you, bro. You got a whole nother year. Mm-hmm. You got a whole... In a year's time, you got another eight months, seven months. You literally. literally have a whole year and a half left on your deal. In terms of that, if that's still the, the case, man... I don't know. I don't know why these. I don't know a lot. I don't know why a lot of these wrestlers have gotten so like, like angsty about their money. Like, bro, what? Yeah, it's just bro, like I don't know how much money me. one could need. That's just me, though. I don't get it. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, I'm like Mox, bro. Like Mox said, he paid off his house, paid off his car. What else is he gonna fucking buy? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Exactly. You know, his kid's set for college. You know, him and his wife are happy. They could buy whatever the hell they want. What else What else do you need, bro? But it's just a matter of, not only that, just, that's not how contracts work. If MJF wants more money now, unless some, unless he does something crazy to instantly increase AEW's value within like two months, that's not how a contract works. You're not just going to be handed more money. That's not how a business works. You know what I mean? And as a smart businessman as he is, you would think he would know that's how the system works. But no, no way. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand why there's such a rush now. I mean, like I said, unless there's something we don't know about, and unless yeah. they've talked about it before, and Tony Khan slid him this lowball ass offer, and then I could see MJF being like, what? 
the hell? But, yeah, like, I mean, if no. nothing like that has happened, and if Tony Khan is telling him, don't worry about it, because I'm not, like I said, I'm not sure if you caught that, but when he, like, mocked him, I, like, when MJF was mm. like, don't worry about it. And then he did, like, this other voice that was clearly, like, a Tony Khan impersonation. He was like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. If Tony Khan is telling mm. this man, don't worry about it. You're getting the bag, bro. I'm sure, I'm sure TK isn't just saying, don't worry about it. I'm sure he means, like, dude, don't worry about it. Don't I worry got about it. it. You're getting paid. Trust me. It'll be 2024. Company will be worth more. You know what I mean? It's just how business works. For and it's so funny because all the people talking about this contract, like going to WWE and like how AEW is like here with their contracts. Those are always the people that are always talking about the money. You know what I mean? And I always talk about how business is the one thing that matters. Yeah, business is the thing that matters. They say that when WWE releases people. But when AEW has to pay people accordingly in a case-to-case situation, it's bad. Doesn't make sense, bro. These people love to pick and choose. They do. They genuinely do, bro. Yes, they genuinely do. Um, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, like I said, man. I don't know what the guy's so unhappy about. Um, I don't know what he. If this is real, um, do I think? Do I think it's real? No, um, I th- there could be aspects of it that are mm-hmm. real, considering think... he constantly brings it up on television. Um, yeah, I think there's aspects to of I think there's aspects of it that's real. I think he I feel like he does want to be paid more, and I think he should be paid more. Um, and I think he will be if he decides to stay with AEW. But the part where this gets me is. This tweet, uh, the part of this tweet that says, and is leaning towards not resigning with AEW? Like, what, why? What would be the why to that? Because they're not making them enough money? It's, it's a year and a half away. And I, and then I seen this. Um, MJF was on wrestling, and I guess this is his psychology. Like I said, if this is real... If this is real, I don't know what this dude's thinking, but um, he says, Now, if or when I were to go over to WWE, I'd have me a ball because I have built my brand and established myself here. When I go over there, I'm not going to have to deal with some of the type of, with the same type of bullshit that poor Sean Spears had to deal with. Dude. He's gotta be joking. They, no way he believes that. That yeah, you if won't you have believe. to. Mm-hmm. If you think you're gonna go over there, look at Cody Rhodes. Look at the look at the difference of promos in Cody Rhodes. And if Cody Rhodes wasn't even as not kid friendly, some would say as MJF is, because MJF is different on the mic, bruh. If this dude is going to be playing second fiddle to the Miz. He's going to be playing second fiddle to the Miz in their eyes. The Miz is never going to be a bigger star than somebody else that was on Tony Khan's product. And God, no. they are not going to let this dude go out there and cut those, uh, promos. That, those promos that can be seen as offensive. 
Oh God, no! On their, their on their would, audience, man. Mm-hmm. Their sponsors would cry themselves to sleep if that motherfucker was signed. They go, oh wow, they made a new signing. Second he cuts a promo, they'd be pissed. Snickers would be pissed. Fucking this, uh, what's that one phone company that Charlotte's always on? Like fucking God, cricket. Second commercial, yeah. Cricket Wireless would be pissed. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. Fucking cricket. <laughs> Like, this whole situation, I don't think most of it's true, but it, it, if it is, then my god, are these people illogical. Ridiculous, man. Okay, mm-hmm. now, uh, yeah, man, it, it's just so stupid, bro. So I, 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 don't be, I don't believe that part for a second. I do think there's truths to it, but he's so unhappy. That he's a year and a half before, a whole year and a half before his contract is up. He's already leaning towards not re-signing. What could he possibly be so unhappy for? It's been big feud after big feud. And if you think you're going to go to WWE and be anything bigger than what Roman Reigns is... Yo, you're if that if that's what you're looking for, man, if mm. that's what you're looking for, bro, uh, if you're looking to be a bigger name or be paid more, you could be paid more over there, sure. But are you going to have the same creative freedom, or are you, or are all of your creative ideas going to have to go through a filter, uh, unlike AEW, where you just get to go out and shoot from the hip? Exactly. Are the fans going to remember you that much after you go there? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Because if Cody stays there for a long time, he'll be remembered as the fool who made his career way worth way less than it was previously, man. So mm-hmm. I don't want MJF to do the same. I do not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so... Cesaro, actually, we could probably go over this. This mm-hmm. list has been surfacing around, and this was updated on May 8th, 2022, so literally a couple days ago. The highest paid wrestlers in AEW. I heard there was a list that came out that was the highest paid in the world, and I did see that Cody Rhodes is getting paid $4 million in WWE. And wow. wait do you hear this. What do you hear this. This is an updated list, but I don't think it's... I don't... I think it's an... I think it's an updated list without figuring out what, like, a Brian and a Punk make. Yeah. I think this is just updated in terms of people that we know about. The top 10 highest paid people in AEW... There's a lot of two millions in here, so I'm sure there's probably a couple more names that just didn't get in the top ten because they make the same amount. Yeah. So, number ten is Pac. Two million a year. Alright. Number nine is the Young Bucks at two million a year. So, that's four million for them. Yeah. Number eight is the Lucha Bros, which is two million a year. Wait till you fucking hear number seven. Good Lord. Number seven, at two million a year, 
Nyla Rose. What a fucking waste of two million dollars. God damn. What the what hell? Waste. I ain't never seen no one throw away two million dollars like that, bruh. What the fuck? Nyla Rose gets paid the same as Matt and Nick Jackson. That's bullshit, bruh. That's some bullshit. Number six, you're going to notice a common theme with the next three. Number six at two million is Dustin Rhodes. Okay. I don't know about two million, but I know he helps mm -hmm. a lot with the women and stuff like that. So, yeah. But I don't, I don't know about that. Um, number five at two million, who I guess is tied with Nyla Rose for being the highest paid women in AEW. Brandy Rhodes. This is kind of... Well, that's $2 million they got to not spend anymore. <laughs> yeah. Where do you hear this? Where do you hear the next one? Number four at $3 million is Cody Rhodes. <laughs> what a fucking idiot, bruh. Cody Holy. Rhodes left for an extra million. Oh, Lord. You probably could have made that in heel turn merch sales, you moron. How about that? Um, Literally. Number three at three million is Kenny Omega. Okay. Right. Number two at three million is Chris Jericho. And number one at six million dollars a year. The highest paid wrestler in AEW so Before. far as to what we know about. I'm sure Brian and Punk either match this or get higher than this. Get a little higher, yeah. Number one that we know about, $6 million a year, John Moxley. That's weird. What? That's kind of been weird. Yeah. That can't be right, bruh. No oh, way. I'm sure he gets this, but because didn't they just re didn't they didn't they just redo his contract? They did, yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. He might have. I'm sure he was getting around like three million in the beginning, but I'm sure like now he's getting the six. He's getting the six, but. I'm sure there's people that are in here that we also don't know about. Like the two, uh, the two obvious ones are Brian and Punk. Yeah. But I texted you this as a joke. But I'm like, no wonder why they couldn't fucking pay Stu Grayson exactly. six million dollars for Mox. I mean, I'd Mox, like Mox. Yeah, for Mox. I, I, yeah, a hundred percent. I'd do like four. You know, four point five, four point five, something like that. Six? Six, bro. Like, he, he's goaded, bro, but not six million goaded. It's, it's, it's hard to be six million goaded, bro. As a it's matter of fact, his contract just came up, actually, because they, um, they were talking about, um, they were talking about, uh, uh, what is it? They were, they were talking about him going back to WWE. Literally. So, I'm sure that is new, but six million? You could have paid him four, 
and then put the other two, as well as some other, uh, probably another two million, into Wyndham. I thought that would have been, uh, you know, definitely the more reasonable thing to do. But six million, and you're on a talent budget. Come on, Shit! Bro. Now and we know where fucking Jack Evans' money's going. <laughs> Literally, bro. Like, and Nyla Rose. I don't know. She not even work makes money for the, this. She don't even make the company money. That's a waste of two mil right there. Pac's no. amazing. He would be worth two million if he was able they to be. They used him, right? Yeah. Exactly. If he was able to be here every week, then he'd be worth two million. But he can't be here every week. So it's it's illogical to pay him two million. It really is. Yeah. Um, five million little people. Five million like, of this is chucked off the list, and that is five million from Cody and Brandy that you can easily pay Wyndham and use a little bit of that. Uh, take a million out of that and give it to Johnny. Um, exactly. And through the Nyla Rose money, you probably give like four contracts to a couple of smaller end people and mm-hmm. like. What? Come on, yeah. bro. Come on, that don't make sense to me, dog. It doesn't man. make any sense to me either, man. And um, yeah, I fucking CM Punk and Brian Danielson, bro. Come on, come yeah. on. And apparently, uh, a the salaries came out for AEW people, and uh, the highest it can go, uh, it ranges is from, uh obviously six million um but there's only one man that makes that and the lowest uh people are being paid is 300k wow that's really good i i, I thought the lower end people were going to be getting a quarter of milk 300k is nice oh yeah oh yeah that's, especially for like yeah that's a rich ass life bro that's a rich ass life for me at least i don't know about other people man well i don't i don't know about the people like tony niece i don't know about the the six i don't know about the six month yeah, contract the deal, people. Deal people yeah but like the actual people are assigned like the lower end that's some nice money mm-hmm. i could live comfortably off a hundred thousand let alone 300 yeah people Shit, that are bougie. yeah people that are genuinely signed to the company like private party and they're not like lower end people bro they're not really doing much on tv they're getting like 300k. Oh, damn, that I don't want to have to be bro. buying off the dollar menu no more. That's how I'm going to be. Wild, I'm going bro. to McDonald's balling out, bro. I'm buying two Big Macs. I'm buying like what? two fries. <laughs> I'm going crazy. <laughs> 300k a year. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Um, speaking of more people they have to sign, Cesaro. Well, possibly. According huh. to Fightful Select... Several promoters have made offers to reach out to Cesaro to book him for both wrestling appearances and signings. But as of yet, he's not accepted and many others say they're just they just outright haven't heard back from him yet. We all know what this means, man. We, we all know this we... means same thing happened with Ruby Soho. She wasn't accepting indie bookings. Everybody was like, why isn't she accepting indie bookings? Cesaro just has a really high asking price, and he, either that or he's not just just not getting back to people. And we all know where he's going. We all know where he's going. I think he's going to be the Joker in the tournament, man. And, yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him. He's going to be a great fit there, bro. He's going to be a great fit there. I just think with... You know, with all the with the the salaries of these people coming out, you you really 
the Jericho said this, uh, or no, Chris Van Vliet said this uh, on his podcast with Jack Evans, and Helico got re-signed, and Jack Evans didn't. Why? Why? Why is Angelico? Why is Angelico resigned, but Jack Evans isn't? I mean, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna keep one of them, you might as well keep both of them. If you're gonna let one of them go, you might as well let them both go, so they can go be a tag saving team on the money. Indies. Exactly. That's saving you money, bro. It, it doesn't it don't make, make sense, sense bro. bro. It does not make any sense, man. But we all know what that means, man. Cesaro. This Wednesday, as a matter of fact, they're calling it Wild Card Wednesday because we got two wild cards or two Joker cards. Um, and oh, in shit. this, uh, we got the Britt Baker match against her Joker, and we got Samoa Joe's match against his Joker. And I think we'll see both Cesaro and Athena uh, on, on Dynamite, man. Uh, if we're really lucky, we could see Johnny and Candice, but if... Uh, if this Wyndham news is true that we're going to talk about next, man, I'm sure it will be Johnny Gargano at Double or Nothing and Wyndham at either Forbidden Door or All Out. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, Cesaro, Cesaro looks like he will be the eighth man in the tournament, man. And uh, I'm excited to see him. In a, and I'm excited to see Athena as well, bro. Shit's going to be lit as hell, bro, on Wednesday. Hell, yeah, man. Hell, hell yeah. Yeah, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope, bruh. See him again uh, and see him in a company where he can be used to his fullest potential. Uh, and him and Samoa Joe do have history, man. So it should be pretty cool. Um, Wyndham, this reeks of fishiness. <laughs> a friend of Wyndham Rotunda would not be surprised if he never wrestled again. Wyndham literally a couple weeks ago literally, just, just had said me. that he's mm -hmm. coming back. I wonder, you know what, let me pull up this picture real quick. I still have it saved in my OBS. Let me see if this one has the tweet on it. I think so. Here we go. This yeah. just so happens to have it. This dude, King Cravey, asked him, are you going to wrestle again? He says, I will always love wrestling. I could not imagine spending the rest of my life without stepping into the ring again and hearing that roar again. I think about it often. Everything has to be in place, though. Like I said, timing is everything. That is so funny that I still have that up here. Um, That's amazing. There you have it, man. A friend that was not named. A mysterious friend. A friend of Wyndham Rotunda spoke to Wrestling News Co. recently, News.co recently. They said that Bray is very responsible with his money. A return to wrestling isn't a sure thing in the source's eyes yet, as the source stated, and I quote, He is very good with his money. I wouldn't be surprised if he never came back to wrestling. I smell a lot, bro. I smell a a uh, fucking a distraction you could say is this guy trying to is this friend who is this friend by the way it's probably fucking Bo. it's probably <laughs> just fucking it's probably him <laughs> probably him um especially if it was just dms it was probably just bray bro bro was on his burner <laughs> at at <laughs> bray wyatt's friend <laughs> literally bro like come on it was it was it was Adam Shear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good lord. 
whenever the report comes out that Bray's going to CYN, if it's by a friend, we know who it is. We know um, who it is, but... But yeah, man, he is coming back. He is not coming back. So this friend says, interesting. Very hmm. interesting, okay. man. Very interesting. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy no, it. No, no. I feel like it's a distraction, bro. We know how Wyndham likes to play, man. We know how he likes to play. Uh, he, you know he wants to catch people at a time when they least expect it, bro. Mm -hmm. You know when it. everyone forgets. Yep. Um, when people finally give up, oh, he's not fucking debuting. Next show debuts. Yep. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, man. Um... And for the last story, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman cute. Reigns. He cut a promo. We have three stories on Roman Reigns. Um, they all kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Roman Reigns cut a promo in, I believe it was Trenton, New Jersey. Oh. Yep. WWE source indicated that they believe that the Roman Reigns promo at the live show in Trenton, New Jersey, where he told the fans that he would not know the next time he'd be back in Trenton, was referencing that eventually his schedule will include a lot less live, uh, live house show events, according to Fightful. And, um, yes... There's another story I forgot also that goes along with this. Uh, well, actually, no, I'll say that. That goes along with the next one. Roman Reigns, uh, it looks like he has signed a new deal with WWE. And this will, uh, yes, Roman Reigns signs a new WWE contract for more for a more limited schedule. Wrestling Observer Radio uh, during the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Melcher mentioned that Roman Reigns' situation, uh, he has also made it clear that Roman Reigns is not leaving WWE and there is a new contract involved that will limit the number of house shows WWE is requiring him to work. Dave says, and I quote, It's not for him, but the situation is that he's got a new deal and the new deal is for far less dates. So he's going to so he's going to be doing I don't know how many house shows he'll be doing, but it's going to be far less than what he's doing now. Good for oh, Roman cool. Reigns. I don't know how you expect a man to hold the championship for two plus years and work house shows. The guy exactly. barely wrestles as it is on SmackDown, and I'm assuming that's to preserve him. So why are you making him wrestle on house shows? Exactly. And now he has to go on Raw House shows and SmackDown House shows for both titles. Like, why? I don't get the point of House shows in the first place. That are really just all they are is just a risk to your talent. But other than that, especially your big names, well, what are you thinking? Why would you have him on there anyway? I would have assumed if you would have asked me, I would have assumed he wasn't doing House shows this whole time. Not that much. I don't know how it just started now that he does yeah. them less. Yeah. Seriously, seriously, man. So, with that, Roman Reigns has been cut from all Hell in a Cell advertisements. 
Remember how I told you guys to stop bitching about aid about AEW giving all these shows to Chicago because we've been fucked over so many years by WWE. <laughs> Hell in a Cell is in Chicago, and all these WWE fans, the normal ones, that want to see Roman Reigns, don't even get to see him. Don't get to see him. The biggest wrestling crowd in America can't even see their their biggest star. Like quote unquote. Quote um, unquote, like, bro, yeah. what? We, we were always right, bro. WWE hates Chicago, bro. They, they really do. do. They do. A hundred and ten percent they hate Chicago. Yeah. And it's all because of our boy Punk. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He's a blessing and a curse. But and, who, and that is... See them anyway. And that is I mean, because... Roman Reigns will be missing... From WWE TV for a long time. What is a long time, you may ask? Well, according to PW Insider, WWE has not advertised Roman Reigns for any weekly tapings or house shows for July and August. After the June... 24th episode of SmackDown, Roman Reigns is only only advertised for Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. Good lord. Following the the 624, July 24th, Friday Night SmackDown taping, Roman Reigns is not being advertised on WWE's website for any WWE TV tapings or live events for the months of July and August. The only shows Roman is currently being advertised for is Money in the Bank and SummerSlam in July. I don't even know if those happen. because not. Because if he's on vacation, if he's not on TV, how are you going to determine a challenger for SummerSlam and Money in the Bank? Are you just going to... Have the one person carry the whole feud while he sits at home? Are you going to 